Uh, thank you for joining us again. Uh, please share this. Uh, we're going to go into the word of the Lord again. Amen. Amen. We, I was telling you all about an episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> and you know I love it this much that I'll tell it again, right? Mm -hmm. But we were talking about normal, that one episode when he was asked to be normal. And SpongeBob said, you know, he tried for the rest of the, the episode to be normal. Right. And um, so he was really trying to confirm to who told him to be normal. Because he, he really turned into Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> and then he turned into like extra, extra Squidward. Nothing excited him. Nothing. He was, hi, how are you doing? Mm. And, um, you know, that's the funny thing about life. It's what is normal. Right. What is normal, right? And when I thought about that, I thought about, was there ever a period in humanity that we can define and say, this is what normal is? Mm -hmm. Because I read a quote that said this, and it, it, it made me laugh. They said, the only thing that is um, guaranteed is that there will be change. Right. The only consistency is change. But it doesn't make sense because consistency means there is no change. But the only consistency is change. And that might be true for our lives, but that's not true about God because God is the only consistent who changes not. Right. But I thought about humanity and I said, you know what? Ever since man has been in existence, we, we good. Ever since man has been ex in existence, all we know is change. Right. So there was a time in human history that I begun to research in my mind because mm. the title of my message again this morning is when was it ever normal, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So I begun to research, can I pinpoint when normal ever occurred? Okay. So I begun to look and I saw that man existed in time periods where they didn't even know the world was as big as it is. Mm -hmm. There were civilization and cultures that thought they were the only ones that existed. Mm. And so was that time period normal? Mm. And what was when, when, they, when life was simple, you know, there was a time when we didn't have grocery stores right. and you didn't, you, you didn't go and pick up your groceries and had it all stacked and all that. You had to actually go plant it yep. and you had to go farm it mm -hmm. and you had to hunt for mm -hmm. it. Was that time period normal? But then times have begun to change too. And men have changed uh, what would consider normal and begun to do what is new norms, mm. right? So in the area of travel, the world has changed. Right. There was a time when men used to travel by horses and camels, right? right? And then they discovered that you can tie carts to the horses and then right. they had wagons. Yep. And the luxurious people used to sit in the back and the horse did all the work. Right. And so then that changed. And the way men began to travel the world is they had boats. Mm -hmm. And they would travel and discover new lands. Right. And as they discovered new lands, their norms begin to shift. Mm -hmm. Then uh, two brothers, Wilbur and Orville Wright, right. decided one day that they're going to figure out a way. <laughs> I don't know what came in their mind, but they said, listen... Yeah. We're going to fly, right? They said, we're going we to find a way to defy everything uh, that gravity says. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, they discovered a way to fly. And now we fly to different nations, visit new people. And so travel has changed. Mm -hmm. Now we no longer use uh, uh, horses and carts. 
We can jump in our cars. Yep. And cars now has gone to another level, right? Um, to now where they're talking about cars that are coming with no drivers. Yeah. You can just tune into the 5G. and the fi- <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. Tell the cars where to go. So the new norm now is uh, uh, if I want to travel. And so you begin to think about how the world has become so small. How, how did people exist? But then when you think about all the new quote unquote norms, you begin to ask this question. Have we gotten better? Did we advance? Has life changed? You say, what are you talking about? No, life is convenient, but convenient doesn't mean better or change. Convenient can be, we become lazy. Convenient can be separation. Convenient can move a lot out of what life is meant to be. So is convenience better and is the new norm better? I want to go on a little bit more. Not only have we changed in, the, in travel, we've changed in the way we communicate. Right. There was a time when, uh, first of all, we couldn't write letters. Mm-hmm. But then we figured out a way that we could write letters and send them off. And somebody will ride yeah. and take your letter. and But that letter will get there next three years. <laughs> <laughs> so when you want to send a letter, that, know that letter is not going to reach for a while. Right. It got from that to... Uh, telecommunication and some well before that it was Morse codes oh, and people were yeah. sending codes and I still as a child I tried to figure out dot dot dash dash dot dot dash dot dash I said hey, who got time for that who got time to sit and figure out what that word is that all I see is dots and dashes thank God I ain't lived in that era everybody if they sent if I was in the army and they sent me that I'd be like hey, he he dead he dead I don't know what this dots and dash but it <laughs> It moved from that to somebody discovering, and still to this day, I don't know how you can get on a wire and talk and somebody in another part of the world can hear what you're saying through a telephone. Then they got rid of the wires. Before that was beepers. They used to beep you. Whoa, you know. Yeah, I had a beeper too. Um, And you had, you know, little codes. Hallelujah. 911, call immediately. (laughs) All these different things. But then it went, they got rid of the wires, and now we got cell phones. Still, we don't have no wires anymore. We don't even have house phones anymore. Mm-hmm. It's all cell phone. There's no wire attached to it through frequencies that exist in the air. People pick up a phone, and they speak to each other, and that led to the social revolution. Right. Now, people socialize no longer in person, but they socialize through Facebook. So you could have a room full of people and they're all buried in their phone. They are more concerned about capturing it the moment to put on the internet rather than living and enjoying the moment. So the world has changed to a new norm and the new norm seems to be an advancement, but really is it? Is it really better to socialize in a virtual world and enjoy the moment or hope or hoping and now your moment is defined by likes? Because if you don't get a lot of likes in that moment, uh, your moment could be considered whack. All right. You mess up your <laughs> you whole mess moment. Up your, and you <laughs> tight. You like, moment. I was enjoying that and I got two likes on that. 
You know what I'm saying? And somebody now defines and and what normal has become, not only in communication, I wrote a lot of these down, mm. in, in governments. The way people did government before is not the way we do government right. now, right? right? Uh, government went from kingdoms to uh, uh, rulership of dictatorship to, and uh, all these different, as you look around the world, all these different forms of government yeah. and the way people do society has changed. Mm. And so the point I'm trying to make is not only in that, in medicine, you know, the, the people, one lady called me this week and she gave me a good laugh. Yep. She was from the Caribbean. She said, Pastor, I just want to tell you, they just laugh at we. And I said, where is this going? She said, but all you got to do to get over this Corona, you're going to laugh, is boil some Vicks <laughs> and inhale the Vicks. Y'all know Caribbean people cure everything with everything Vicks. Everything with Vicks. But nowadays they got all types of medicines that they tell you about and you just, you, you got to go Google for six hours to figure out what this medicine is yeah. about. In medicine, they got all types of machines that I'm hearing about now, machines that can do all these different functions and imitate your organs for you. Right. And man is technologically advanced, but the more we advance and we've become smarter and we've become advanced, we're technologically advanced but we still deal with the same issues and there's no technology that has fixed the issues that we're facing. Mm. And we're trying to come up with technology, but the, the main issues still exist. Right. What are those issues? The issues of death, mm. the issues of bitterness, right. the issues of betrayal. Yeah. Because all we found is a new way to hurt people. Social media is just a new way to throw shade. Yeah. <laughs> you see, uh, 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 flying and traveling is just a new way to find out there's other people in the world messed up like we are. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Uh, 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 and don't get me wrong, I'm not against the advancement of society. I just, in this time, want to know everybody's saying, let's get back to normal or let's practice the new norm. And the reality is, what is normal? Because all we are doing is finding ways to cope with issues that only a God that is uh, revealed himself in this Bible can yeah, solve. Yes, yes. And so I began to look at all of that, Sister Sherry, mm. and, um, and I, 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 I saw a, a verse in the Bible. It's taken from the book of Matthew chapter 18, verse 11, where Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Mm -hmm. NIV says it. King James says it. That which was lost. And I began to think about that. The lost. We are lost. And that which was lost. What was lost? And I began to think throughout history, when was it ever normal? Because when was there ever a time man did not have to deal with low self-esteem mm. or being compared to everything else yeah. or dealing with the trauma and the trials of life? Yes. When was there ever such a time that we had normal? Because I want to know if I'm going to go back to normal, mm. I want to know what normal is. Right. And I've discovered that the only time that ever was is in the book of Genesis mm. when Adam and Eve were fellowshipping with God. Yeah. Yeah. That normal was a time where there was no pain, yes. no sorrows, yeah. no hurts, yeah. no nothing, yeah. no none of these things that we have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Because when we come out of this pandemic, we're still going to have issues that we have to deal with. Yeah. 
traumas and trials and things that we just can't get out. And really what we're asking to do is go back to a place where we can be free to go back to the coping mechanisms that helps us to right. deal with the fact that nothing was ever normal. Yes, yes, yeah. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? We're really asking for the ability to go back to the sports game yeah. because a lot of us filled our life with sports, 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 sports because it took you off from something else. Yeah. A, where I live is the beautiful nautical mile here in Long Island. Behind me is a bunch of restaurants and bars and all these types of wonderful things. Well, I don't know if you could, as a preacher, you could say the bar is wonderful. And my wife and I looked out yesterday and we saw boats and all this stuff pulling up into the bars to get a drink and my wife said wait a minute I thought <laughs> and here's the problem that we saw yesterday maybe you saw it too the whole world is living and trying to get back to what we call opening up and I'm not mad at it I'm not here to debate whether we should or not but I just see humanity trying so hard to go back to quote-unquote normal, the things that can get their minds off. And I've been asking this question in my mind. There's, there's still a virus, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. Where did it go? Yeah. Right? And I know all the science is, and the, with the heat it can decrease, and, and we've lowered it, and now we have all. I understand. But the fact remains is that we're trying to live now in a way to, is there a way we can coexist with the virus. So the new norm that we're asking for is coexistence with a problem, with mm. a killer. Mm. And until we find a solution for the killer, right. we've got to figure out how to coexist with something. Y'all ain't hear what yes, I'm saying in this yes, place. Yes. And I'm like, and people are like, this is the new new norm. And I saw this story played out before. And so I want to I I go back into that point there a little bit more, Sister Sherry. Okay. Because when I, when I said that, something struck in me. Mm. You, you know, everything that we're fighting to get back to, yes, there's a certain amount of pleasure in it. But it, it just takes the bars. People want to go back to drinking and partying because it'll take their minds off of the reality. Yeah. People want to go back into, you know, let me get my business again. Let me get my money up again. Because my money made me had that. When I, when I had money, it, it gave me a sense of security. Like mm. I was in charge. Right. And, and I don't like this feeling of not being in control. So when they say I want to get back to normal, they're saying, get me back to the place where I thought mm. I was in control. Right. That happened in the, the, this story played out with Adam and Eve. And let me tell you what Adam and Eve had. No pain, no crying, no hurt, no nothing. And they had control. Mm. People say, no, God was in control. Of course he was. He always is. But he said this to them. You be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion. Yes, yeah. Subdue the earth. Yes. Subdue means to bring under. Yes. Man was put in charge. But you know what happened? A virus hit. Mm. A plague came mm. when Adam and Eve ate of the tree. And look what happened. Mm. They tried to find a way to coexist with the virus. And you know what they did? My sister called me last week and mm. she said, Pastor Rich, 
all this stuff about the virus, isn't, doesn't it parallel sin so much? And I said, yeah. And she said, and she's trying to put together all these people. She's trying to put together a sermon. Mm. And she asked me, she said, what does the mask? Because now we've got to wear masks to cover up sort of virus. I could preach 10 million sermons because number one, the mask, uh, uh, when you wear it, now in order to wear it, it hides who you are. Now you, you don't see people, you see masks. Yeah. And let me tell you something. The virus of sin mm. causes you not to really see people, yeah. but people who are trying to put things on to coexist. Yeah. That's why people's profile is better than their real life. Because a profile mm. on social media mm. is a way to mask what real life is like. That's why people spend thousands of dollars, and I'm not against adorning yourself, but people would spend hours and hours of doing makeup, and their soul doesn't match the makeup. You hear what I'm saying? The, the pain they feel don't match the outer look, because all we do is mask. And the, the, that mask is really trying to say, I'm trying to protect. But you know what else the mask reminds me of? Do you remember when Adam and Eve sinned and they went into uh, immediately, they did exactly what mask did. They begun to take fig leaves and cover up. And so they figured in order for me to get rid of this virus called sin, I need some type of shield that will stop me from it. And they covered up. And the Bible says, you see, the virus plagued their mind. Because when God came and he said, where are you? They said, we're here and we're naked. And God said, who told you you were naked? Right. Who and who caused your mind to now somehow be twisted mm. to think that what was normal is no longer normal. And now right. you need a new normal mm. to quote with uh, to, to, to cope mm. with what is happening in your life. Yeah. And they put. Uh, uh, leaves to cover up. They put on a mask mm. to say whatever's happening to us, we don't know how to cope with it, but we want to go back to normal. And since Genesis to now, um, men yes. has been fighting yes. to get back to normal. Yes. And all we have been able to do to the best of our abilities is not go back, yes. but find new norms. Yes. I don't want to find a new norm. Yeah. I want to understand what Jesus meant when he said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. Mm. You know, Sister Sherry, I understand how important it is to tell people the greatness that they are mm. and, and, and how amazing of a creation they are made in God's image. Yeah. I have nothing against that message. Mm. But the truth is, telling people how amazing they are will not help you really get back to that normal place in the presence of God. Amen. You say, why you say that? Amen. Because telling you how amazing you are has never saved anybody. Mm. As a matter of fact, telling the truth of how lost you are yeah. is a better message. Yeah. And, and you say, well, why? Because the only way you can bring out your ability and how amazing you are is if you get plugged back into the source of what made you amazing. Mm. In other words, my iPhone has tremendous potential with apps. Mm. I've got all these apps on this phone and a bunch of text messages that y'all are texting. <laughs> 
but I've got all these tremendous, I got apps here that I could go, I could go uh, uh, and check my bank account with. Yeah. I got apps on here. I can call people. I can text. I can do so many things with these apps. Yeah. But you know what? When this app, when this phone has a button up here with a battery light, yeah. when that battery light begins to disintegrate, eventually it dies. Mm -hmm. And this phone with all the potential becomes nothing unless I plug into it a charger back into the source. Mm -hmm. And many people are being told how amazing they are and they're trying to bring out that amazingness in them without being connected to the one who yes. gives you the power to be yes. amazing. Yes. It is... And and so when you're disconnected from him, you're like Adam and Eve. You are lost. Yes, yes. And until you get back to that place, what place are you speaking of? Can we ever get back to Adam and Eve? Mm. That's the whole point of Jesus. Mm. He, the whole point of Jesus is to restore what was lost. Yes. And so the, 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 the norm that God wants for humanity is a place where there's no suffering. Right. A place where there's no heartache. Yes. A place where there's no racism. Yes. Come on, talk yes. to me in this place. A place where, where you don't have to go to the doctors anymore because healing is totally there. Yes. God's norm is a place where there's no bitterness reigning in your heart. Mm. Where families genuinely love each other. Yes. Where there's no hatred. Yes. Where there's, come on, yes. talk to me in this place. The new norm is where husbands and wives can really love each other. Amen. Adam and Eve loved each other. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all in hearing me in this place. Uh, uh, <clears throat> and so that's God's definition of what was normal. But what was normal has always been broken and men has always been fighting. And God sent his only son to bring mm -hmm. us back. But you know, we as human beings have always struggled with this. Mm. And I remember a story and I want to take you to a scripture that I'm going to read today. It's in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 12. And it's, uh, uh, it starts off, well, no, I'm going to jump back a little bit because it's in there too, but I'm going to go from 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse number 1. The context of this story is God from Genesis had a goal of bringing man back into restoration to fellowship with him mm -hmm. so that we can have that joy again. Yeah. Joy not affected by circumstance. Mm -hmm. Joy not affected by life. But joy that is sustained by eternity. Mm -hmm. By something eternal. Yeah. Right? And God's goal was to do that. God, God, Throughout Genesis, God came to a man named Abraham and said, Through you, all nations of the earth would be blessed. Mm -hmm. And God raised up a nation by the name of Israel. Mm. And Israel, God had a desire to make them an exemplary nation, a chosen people where he would rule over them. Mm. They would have a government through judges that speaks to God and God himself would be their ruler. Mm. What an awesome Amen. God yeah. and what an awesome nation yeah. that would have been. Yeah. However, here's what happens to us as believers. Mm. We oftentimes begin to look around mm. and because we see what everybody else is doing, mm -hmm. we begin to define what our norms are, our definitions of success is, mm. our definition of what peace is, our definition of what 
uh, what you ought to make you feel proud of yourself is based on what we see around us. And so you look at what other people have and because they say, if you don't have this, you're nobody. You look at everybody now on social media trying to do uh, something to to show that they are alive and that they they are popping and you feel so people running out to do stuff now they got no business doing yeah. you know people <laughs> and hurting themselves yeah. because all they're doing is looking because you don't have you know let me tell you something there's people with money but don't have peace of mind yeah I tell you what, I lost my cousin this week, yeah. but you can look at this camera and look at me. Yes, I'm hurting. Yes, I'm going to miss him, mm-hmm. but make no mistakes about it. The peace of God yes. is triumphantly yes. reigning yes. in my heart and yes. my mind. Yes. I can guarantee you he's a keeper. You yes. say, well, pastor, you, you this ain't the first time he's kept me. Yes. I lost my father at a very early age. I was coming into my 20s. I know what it's like to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil for you are with me make no mistakes about it in those valleys your money does nothing for you your your (laughs) your notoriety and your your what people applaud you for means nothing to you the only thing that keeps you is the presence of god what adam was kicked out of Mm -hmm. because he allowed a virus to infiltrate and the best he could do is find masks Mm. to cope with the virus but you know we don't need to pretend to go back to normal Mm. you see the truth is you ain't gonna get past the rich out of this crib until that virus we got some type of treatment or cure for it. Yeah. Because the reality is I'm going to do everything to protect my family yeah. as long as they're still. And the, and the world knows that. Yes. The medical field knows that. Governments know that. Yeah. And so they are racing for cures. Because the fact is, as long as there's a killer out there, we can't just learn how to live with it. We've got to learn to get rid of it. We've got to find a way to cure it. Mm-hmm. And if medical people has that same mindset... Yeah. How much more our God yes. looked into humanity yes. and said, I got to find a way to crush yes. sin. And, and he made a way out of no way. But here's the problem. When God's people who are called to experience the real normal mm. begin to look around at the world mm. and want what they consider normal for us. Right. We should never as people of God define our lives by what the world and the systems of the world define as success. What the world and the systems of the world tell you you ought to be chasing. If the world is defining what you're chasing, you need to slow down. It's going to lead to emptiness. If the world is what's making you feel you're not good enough, you need to cut off whatever you're listening yep. to. That's yep. why as a musician, mm-hmm. I warn people what to listen to. When you listen to music over and over in your head that's telling you, you nobody. You, you know, I was thinking the other day, I was telling my son this. I said, isn't it amazing that the, we, we complain as a people, because yeah. uh, I live in New York City. I live in an urban culture. I was raised in New York. I've I seen what urban culture does to people. And if you don't leave a certain mentality at a certain age, you can get what is called trapped. Mm. 
And it's funny because we define our music in this generation as trap music. Mm. And I said, I said, isn't that interesting that what we listen to now is called trap mm. because it was it, it is taken from the fact that people grow up in what is called the trap. And, and, and that word, I asked my daughter yesterday, I said, what is a trap? And she looked at me jokingly and said, it's something you can't escape from because you're trapped in it. Yeah. And the music we regurgitate is called trap. And the content of it is that you're no good. It calls women out of their names. It tells you this while projecting their image as glamorous. Right. And so they give you this glamorous image and tell you you're nobody. Mm. And in telling you you're nobody, they tell you, unless you're like me. Right. It's a trap. Yes. It's a trap. Yes. And I look at these things and I, I thought to myself this morning about our people and our generation. And I said, you know what? As much as we complain about society, I never learned to use the N-word because I was taught it by mm. somebody who was racially different from me. Right. I learned to use the N-word freely mm -hmm. from the trap. Yes, it's true. It was hip-hop that taught me how to use that word. And it was myself. It was, it was a cycle. And I saw I wasn't even raised like this. And thank God for good parents. I wasn't even raised this way. But I was headed to prison. Yeah. I started committing crimes early. All of a sudden, I, I was stealing stuff. I was robbing stores. And then the reason for the robbing was I wanted things that would, would cause me to feel normal. Right. Right. You, you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. And as a young man, I was headed for prison. I was headed for so many things. But I thank God for parents who said, no, we ain't going to be stuck in this trap. Let me tell you, you're a parent. You, you guard your kids from the junk that they listen to. Yes. They might not like you. They yeah. might think you're always coming at them. But you keep preaching to them. And one day, life has a way of proving what is truth and what is a lie to people. Amen. People will live long enough to say, I had people, I had, I had a bro. I don't even want to put my business out there. But I've had people come back to live to say, man, it was harsh what you said. I thought you were mean. I didn't like it. I left you. I broke off my friendship with you because I thought it was foul what you were saying. I've lived long enough to see that was the best advice you've ever given to me. Right. I feel like that about many verses in this Bible. Like, Lord, you, 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 you don't understand. How dare you tell me be anxious for nothing but pray? Do you understand what we're going through? Do you understand what life is like? And I've lived long enough to come back to God and apologize and say, you're absolutely right. Your word is true. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I look at these things and I, I see that people are, are looking at the world Beauty is not defined by what they say. Mm. You're beautiful and made in the image of God. Amen. Now, Pastor Rich, are you telling us to let go and just be? No, I'm not telling you that. I'm, not, I'm telling you that if those things is what you are finding your normalcy in, mm. you will never know normal. Yeah. And you say, well, what do you mean, Pastor? Because once again, I reiterate, normal is what God meant for you to live in. A mindset that is filled with peace. Yes. And so the word says, he will keep you in perfect peace. Yeah. Those whose mind mm. is in a place where it was meant to live in, in a normal place. Mm. And that place is in the presence of God. Yes. You cannot live in any type of normalcy mm. 
if you're out of the presence of God. Yes. The presence of God is a keeping place. Yes. But let me get to my story. Mm. You can't let a preacher preach. <laughs> you know, I'm preaching forgetting that I'm on the internet. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what the children of Israel did. The Bible says when Samuel grew old and he appointed his sons as judges over Israel, the name of his firstborn was Joel and the name of his second was Abijah and they uh, served in Beersheba. But his sons did not walk in the ways of the Lord. And once those in leadership is not walking in the ways of the Lord, normal is in jeopardy. Boy, God is going to allow me to say the things that I want to say mm. into this camera. Yeah. Normal is in jeopardy when leadership goes against God. Yes. And so, look at this part though. They turned aside after this honest game and accepted bribes and perverted justice. Mm. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. And they said to him, you are old and your sons do not walk in the ways of God. And listen to what they asked. They said, appoint a king to lead us. Mm. Such as all the other nations. Mm. So what are you saying, Pastor Rich? The children of Israel looked at other nations and saw how they were living and said, we want that to become our norm. Mm. And look. But when they said this. Give us a king to lead. This displeased Samuel. Right. So he prayed to the Lord. And, and the Lord told him. Listen to all that the people are saying to you. Listen to what God says. It is not you they have rejected. Come on somebody. Yeah. But they have rejected me as their king. And look at how God operates. When you ask God for new normal, he says, Samuel, give them what they ask for. Because it is not you they're rejecting, it is me. And when you ask God or you go chasing after things that God never called for, he'll allow you. But make no mistakes about it, that where you're going to end up, because yeah. God went on to tell them, tell them, as a result of them asking for a king, what their world is going to be like. Mm -hmm. And boy, it was, <laughs> Israel went through a lot. Yeah. And so, oftentimes, we, like the children of Israel, look over mm -hmm. at the rest of the world. And we try to define what normal is based on what they're doing. Right. When was there ever a time it was normal? It was when man was in the presence of God. Right. Can it ever become normal again? Yes, we can go back to the presence of God. Mm. And can we have a new normal? Yes. If you're living out of the presence of God, you can have a new norm. Not one based on society. Mm. Not one based on what is happening in the world. Mm. But one based on the God that made you. Yes. You know, this is why the Bible says, be not conformed. To the patterns of this world. Mm. Because if you're conform, conform means to take the shape of. Okay. So if I, I'm drinking some water in here. Mm. You know what's funny about the water? The water came from a mug, a mm. big mug that wasn't shaped like this cup. Mm. As I poured the water into this cup, 
the the water didn't keep the shape it had it just changed to the shape of the cup so i can change this water shape by just putting it into any container that i want to and too many of us are shaped by the containers that is holding us so when trials hit we're shaped by that we're angry when somebody hurt us we're shaped by that hurt we're bitter when somebody betrays us, we're shaped by that. When somebody tells us growing up, you're not good enough, that you, you don't measure up, you're not the right color skin, we're shaped by that. When somebody tells us you're ugly, you're no good, you're stupid, you're uneducated, you're this, we're shaped by that. You could never be a writer. You could never be a, 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 an athlete. You could, never, you could never lead a nation. You could never rule. You could never anything. You know why we, and here's the danger. We begin to chase those things to prove those people wrong. That's abnormal. Your greatness is not based on who you are. It's based on whose you are. And you take the shape of every container because you're like water. You're conforming. You're like the children of Israel. You look around and you let what everybody else has or everybody else is doing shape your thinking. And this is not a one-day fight. This is an everyday fight. I saw families riding their bikes and going around. And I said, something wrong with you, Pastor Rich. Go out and do what everybody else is doing I said not me because I'm not gonna pretend and this is not a message to tell you stay home and do you do whatever you want with life but I'm using that analogy to paint to you that I'm not going to live my life with sin knowing that there's a problem here I'm not gonna try to mask up and put on something that'll allow me (laughs) do you understand God don't want you wearing a mask. God ripped the veil in the temple from top to bottom so that you can. Yes. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Man, it was ripped from top to bottom so that you no longer have to hide by the blood of sheep. See, I could preach a whole yeah. message. There. Yeah. You see, when, when they put on the fig, the, the leaves, right. God came and for the first time blood was shed. God said, that ain't good yeah. enough to cover you. He yes. killed an animal. Yes. And he said, here is a mask because the slaughtering of the animal produced blood. That's what a lot of people miss. When God killed an animal to clothe them, the significance wasn't that, oh, leather is better or the, the, the animal's skin is better. The significance of why that clothing was able to cover them was the same reason you wear a mask. So that if the germs hit your mask, it stops it from infecting you. So that the blood of that animal was going to allow them to have access into God. And God says, but this mask ain't good enough. And God, when Jesus died, the Bible says the veil that separated us from the cure was ripped from top to bottom. God snatched off that mask and says, you no longer need it. You have access to me through Jesus. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you, 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 you are looking around and trying the difference between conforming And transforming is that transforming breaks out of the shell of what was normal. Y'all remember Transformers? I'm talking, I started from Spongebob, (laughs) now I ended at Transformers, Savannah. See that? Transformers were cars Mm. that were able to break out of that shape and become something. I mean, when Prime showed up, y'all know, you know, know, I think I'm Prime. You know, I do the voice and all that. 
my kids be hating on me, but you know, I'll be on, on some one time, one time do one the prime time, voice. I'll be on some prime. Well, no, that that oh. would be cool. That would. <laughs> Did I just mess up on T? No, no, I got my I got my Optimus Prime. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, hold on. One time, one time. Uh, Roll out. Yeah, if from us here, whatever. <laughs> I'll do it another day. The point I'm trying to make though is that the cars broke out of his shape and became yeah. something different. They did they were they were not contained by the container. Right. They defined the shape. Mm. And God wants to connect to you yeah. to bring your mind into what your mind is supposed to be mm. when it's normal. Yes. I have given to you not the spirit of fear. Mm. Mm. Not the spirit of anxiety. Mm. Not the spirit of low self-esteem. Right. Not the spirit of confusion. Mm. But of love, power, yes. and a sound mind. Yes. You know, I get this. You know, it's like a lion sitting in the jungle. Mm. The lion, when you watch him and observe him, he's sleeping. Mm. And he's there. And you see all these other animals and everything happening in the jungle. But there's this stillness yes. to him. Yes. You know, sometimes you drive in a safari and they allow you, you go to some of these zoos and you see them. Yes. And you have the luxury of sitting in a car with a big fence and that lion is sitting up on the rock. Yes. And he's watching you as you pass by. There's something about his, his cadence that says, yes. yeah, you know. Yes. <laughs> he, he just got that look like, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I, and, and I just see that and I know that is how God wants us to operate in our mind. Yes. That when Corona is screaming and loved ones are passing and friends are getting sick and, and money is dwindling yes. and everything is, you, you can boldly say, you know what? If the Lord don't take me home and he allows me to live past this, you know, I'm still connected. Yes. I'm still here. Yes. And you still got a problem devil on your hands mm. because if he kept me mm. and I'm still connected, mm. I've been kept Amen. for a reason. Yes. And when I come out of this, know that you didn't rock the norm, mm. that I'm still in his presence, that I'm still worshiping, yes. that I'm still filled with joy. Yes. I still got a hallelujah. Yes. Oh, and when he unleashes me and allows me, mm. you are in trouble. Mm. I want you to know that the Savior came from Eve. Yes. You say, what do you mean? Through our lineage. Yes. They didn't become no good. Mm. <laughs> I, I could go on and on with yes. revelations here. Yes. I love the Bible. Yes. You don't have to be conformed. Right now you're watching this and you're in pain. Yes, you will feel pain. Yeah. Yes, fear will threaten you. Yeah. But it doesn't have to win. Yes. You can experience the peace of God they had in the garden through Jesus Christ. Mm. Pastor, you don't know what you're talking about. I absolutely know what I'm talking about. I am not without trials. Right. I am not without tribulation. Mm. But I woke up this morning and my wife said, what is wrong with you? Mm. Because we were laughing so much. She said, what's gotten into you? And the only thing that left is the joy of the Lord. Yeah. 
is still my strength. Yes. I can wake up and know that I don't hold tomorrow, and I'm thankful I don't, yeah. but I know who holds tomorrow. Yeah. And no matter what comes my way, like Kirk Franklin said, my life yes. is in yes. his hands. Yes. That's normal. Yes. That is normal. Mm -hmm. And if you're not there, you can get back there. Yes. And if you were never there, you can make that your new normal. Yes. Was there ever a time? Yes. Mm. And will it ever be a time again? Yes. Mm. When we meet him again in that new Jerusalem, yes. normal will become what we experience. Yes. Let's pray today. If you're watching and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, ask him into your heart with me. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father God, Father God I, come to you, I come to you and I accept, and I accept that, I'm a sinner. that I'm a sinner. I know I got great potential. I know I got great potential. But without you, but without you this potential this, is empty. This potential is empty. This potential, this potential can be perverted. Can be Misused, misused, conformed, conformed, and it can actually, and it can actually bring me hurt. Bring me hurt if the potential, if the potential is not connected, is not connected to the one who gave it to, to the me. one who gave it to me. Potential, potential has to have, has to have purpose. Purpose. And Father, and Father, you are the God, you are the God of purpose. Of purpose. And you died, and you died to restore, to restore that connection. That connection. I ask you, I ask to you. come. Into my, into my life. Forgive me of every, sin. Me of every sin. Wash me in your blood. In your blood. Restore, Restore peace. peace. Restore, joy. Restore joy. Restore your presence. Restore your presence. I thank you that you rose. I thank you that you and rose. From this moment, and from this moment, I am saved. I am saved. In Jesus' in name. Jesus name. We bless your name, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for watching. Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you. And uh, we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy, and I'm out.